This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, welcome back. Hour number two is upon us. I am your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Dave Crave joining us now. He is our Super Cruise Mapping Specialist. Dave, welcome. How are you? Are you there, Dave? Sorry, John. Oh, there we go. Now you're there. What's up, Dave? No, you're fine. Not a problem at all. How are you, sir? Do we have Dave? Dave, are you there? Are you back? There. Now I got you, Dave. I can hear you now. We have a very slow connection, it sounds like, Charlie. Let me put him on hold and see if you can figure out what we have going on. I'll let Charlie do that. Real quick, I'll introduce Dave, by the way. Uh, he is uh, from General Motors. He is a Super Cruise mapping specialist. And for those of you that don't know what Super Cruise is, hopefully we can get him on here to explain. If not, I will. Uh, I This, to me, is a great technology. We'll explain it here momentarily. But I, I actually like it very much. I actually have a particular vehicle that it is on. And it is, um, how should I say this? It makes driving different probably the best way for me to say that special is not the right word it makes it easier makes it more comfortable and uh, for those of you that you know, have never driven a car with anything any technology like that on it it is it is a different experience i will say that it's something that you have to spend a little time getting used to but once you get used to it which in my opinion doesn't take that long really it's a it's more probably of a trust factor and still paying attention to what's going on around you and so on but super cruise is one of those things that i feel is is a great addition. I think it will take. Um, how should I say this? It'll take away. It'll it'll take away some of the the stress. So I tell you what. He's calling back. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break, Charlie. Let's do that. That gives us a little more time. That way, let's do that. Affordable interest mortgage is next. Kurt Rogers. If you need anything when it comes to mortgages, give Kurt a call. Seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. Want to keep making your thirty year payment, but own in fifteen years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop. Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001 and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is up next, folks. Again, don't forget to ask for the quite cool system. Go to klzradio.com. It's $300 off right now, 720-526-0231. It pays off to be cool when you make an investment with a quiet, cool fan system. You keep the heat away and get your money back in energy savings. You get a return on your energy efficiency when you get a quiet cool system installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air that pays for itself with how much money you can save. Quiet cool systems save you between 50 and 90% on your air conditioning costs. The motor inside works efficiently to pull hot, stuffy air out of the house and replace it with clean, fresh air. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, whole house fans, including your new quiet cool, are the most energy efficient way to cool your home. 
With the energy savings from your quiet, cool installation done by the experts at Absolute, you'll be paying yourself back for years to come. Invest in energy efficiency now. Call today at 720-526-0231. Mention KLZ and you'll get a $300 rebate when your install is completed. Again, that's 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, High Five Plumbing, they are our local plumbers. They're looking for help as well, but they are your plumbing team. Give them a call today, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE, or find them at klzradio.com. Your main drain, a.k.a. your sewer, is crucial to your well-being and the state of your home. And when your main drain line is out of commission, the timely and quality completion of the work becomes your top concern. That's why you can't just trust anyone with a project so important. High Five Plumbing makes effort to prove that you can trust them. Their service techs go through three different trainings in a week, one general, one technical, and one service-based. They ensure their techs for your peace of mind. When you need to replace your sewer line, making the decision of what company to go with is high stakes. High Five Plumbing puts their principles in action showing you reasons to trust them instead of telling. Don't wait until your drains are backed up, you smell sewage, or your home is damaged by leaking pipes. Call High Five Plumbing, 877-934-4445 or 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. All right, we are back, and we've got Dave, I think, back with us now. Dave Craig from General Motors, Super Cruise Mapping Specialist. I, I think you're back with us, aren't you? Yes, John. Awesome. It's nice to meet you. Awesome. Good to hear from you. Appreciate it very much. And uh, I, I told everybody just a little bit here before we took our break to kind of get you you know, dialed back in a little bit about Super Cruise and what it is. And it is a GM uh, accessory, I guess you could say, or, and it's an intricate part of certain vehicles that you have. I have a new Chevy Bolt Bolt EUV with Super Cruise on, and I've driven uh, you know other vehicles that you guys have produced over the years with it as well. And as I noted to others, you know, as I noted to our listeners before you before you joining us, it's it's something you have to get used to. But once you do, I I actually very much enjoy it. So if you would talk a little bit about Super Cruise and the expansion of. Absolutely. Happy to. So Super Cruise is the world's first true hands-free driving driver assistance system. You, you have to think about it as a, a, a feature that's going to help the driver relax as they drive down the road. We're not trying to replace the driver. We're trying to aid the driver's experience. So Super Cruise, when, you, uh, when you're on a mapped road, you press the button it engages, and it basically the steering wheel will turn green, and it tells you to take your hands off the wheel and your feet off the pedals. Now, you can't just lay back and take a nap. Nope. You have to stay engaged. That's right. And you have to stay, you have to stay watching the road, and we have a, a driver attention system, a device that's watching the driver, making sure that their eyes are open and that they're watching the road. But Super Cruise will drive down the divided highways today and i want to stress the word divided and we operate on about two hundred thousand miles of divided highways today okay these are typically the interstates that connect the major cities That's right and uh in the u.s and canada the expansion that i'm here to talk about today that we're really excited about is super cruise will now start to work on non-divided highways okay these are the the state and federal highways that connect the smaller townships and small cities across the U.S. and Canada. We're so so things like, uh, you know, Pardon? Route 1 out in the Pacific Coast or 66 and That's some of exactly those that you're right. referring to, right? That's exactly right. That's exactly the roads we're going to work on. Okay. Yes, the mother road, Route 66, connected Chicago to L.A. We operate on a large portion of that. California Route 1, the Overseas Highway Route 1 that connects, you know, Miami to Key West, and the Trans-Canada Highway that connects East and West Canada together. So we operate on large portions of these roads. So these are the state and federal highways that connect all the small towns, bringing super, the Super Cruise experience to a lot of customers that really had no roads near where they lived before. Right. 
Right. No, and, and again, owning one, I know around the Denver area, I, I pretty much know which ones it works on and which ones it doesn't. Again, having a vehicle that I'm able to test that on. And to your point, Dale or Dave, you have to, you know, you have to be alert. You have to be paying attention. It's not one of those things where you can just, you know, kind of kick back and, and uh, sleep. Now, can you be a little more relaxed because you're not doing everything you normally would be doing, you know, driving? Absolutely you can, but you still got to be paying attention to what's happening. And what I mean by that, for all of you listening, is... It's not, you know, it's not foolproof, Dave. It's not 100% perfect. It's an assistance program. It's not going to take over and drive autonomously for you. So you still have to be paying attention to, for example, one thing I've noticed is depending upon how delineated the exit is, it may want to go down the exit versus staying on the road itself. And that's where you have to be paying attention to what's going on because, you know, you don't want to be shifting over to the HOV lane or taking an exit. You want to be going where you want to go. And that's where you still have to tell the vehicle at times what to do. Am I correct? Absolutely. You cannot disengage. We're not, like I said, we're not building a driver replacement system. We're building a driver assisted system. So, yes, you have to stay alert. You have to stay engaged. You have to make sure you're paying attention to what the vehicle's doing. But, yes, more relaxing drive out of it. I've spent tens of thousands of miles behind the wheel of a supercruise vehicle, and I can tell you for certain you are more relaxed and more energized when you get to your destination than if you had to drive it yourself. Yeah, no, I I can attest to that, Dave. You're spot on. Um, I I will, and I've told people that, you know, even on my Saturday show where, you know, again, this is new technology. Anytime new technology comes out, there's always those that are, you know, they're curious about it or they're a little bit of a naysayer, if you would. And, well, I'll never do that. Well, you know, don't knock it till you try it is what I always tell them because once you try it, it's sort of like, oh, Oh, you know, this ain't so bad after all. It's pretty. It's actually pretty cool. It's really fun. I've been in the car with several people that are experiencing it for the first time, and they're all always exactly the same. Yeah. They're very tentative at first, right? They'll they'll hit the button and take their hands off the wheel, but they keep their hands like two to three inches from the wheel. Right. And then a few minutes later, you see their hands get a little further away from the wheel. And then 15 to 20 minutes later, their hands are in their lap. They're turning over, looking at you, talking to you, you know, still paying attention to the road. But now they're much more engaged in the conversation, looking around, enjoying the scenery. It's it's amazing how quickly people become accustomed to this because you realize the Super Cruise system is doing a a better job keeping the car in the center of the road than you typically do. No, no, it's it's very, very true. And I'm glad you just said that. Uh, The other thing that it will do, too, for everybody listening, and some of you may be asking, well, what if... You know, something jumps out in front or what if a vehicle stops suddenly? You know, first of all, it's spacing you better. To your point, Dave, it's going to space you even from the car in front of you at a better pace than you would in a lot of cases. In other words, it's going to give you more distance depending upon the settings that you have given it because you can control some of that. And, you know, but you, but I'll just tell you straight up, you're not going to drive as closely to the person in front of you as you probably would. You're going to be a little safer when it comes to that. And Dave, it knows when to slow down, speed up and or brake. That's exactly right. Yeah, Super Cruise will never tailgate. We tend nope. to as, as humans. Yeah, it is not going and to. Super, yeah, and Super Cruise does a very good job pacing with traffic. It does. It, and, again, it works very, very well. And, and guys, I'm not just saying that because Dave's here. I've talked about this a little bit in the past because, again, I own a vehicle you know, with it. And, and, and again, I, I think Dave probably, you know, let's just be straight up. I, I pretty much am this way with everybody. About my only complaint is what you're fixing right now. I wish it was on more roads. That's my only complaint. <laughs> That's exactly right. So check this out. Imagine being in a super vehicle and taking Colorado 82 from Glenwood Springs, basically I-70, yep. all the way to Aspen. Imagine doing that. That would be nice. Or taking US-50 through Gunnison and Montrose. Those roads are going to be in this expanded map. Yeah, it's very it's very cool, actually. And, again, for those of you that have never driven one, I, I would encourage you to do so. And, it, by the way, Dave, I'll just say it straight up. If it's available on a vehicle that I'm buying, a new GM vehicle that I'm buying, it's, it's a given. For me, this is just an automatic. You buy it. Um, it. It is well worth it for all of you listening. This is not a sales pitch by any means. It just makes a driving experience that much better, especially if you're somebody like me that puts a lot of miles on a vehicle each year. It makes that driving experience that much easier. John, you're not alone. We've done some market surveys for Super Cruise customers to ask them what they think of the system, and over 85% of them respond back that this is a must-have feature in their next car. So you're not alone. One question I have for you. 
and again, you can get as detailed back with me as you want. I'm kind of a technical guy. When it comes to the mapping of it, I mean, I, I'm guessing this is where the the powers that be are trying to input as much data as they can in. In other words, they've got to know these roads, where they're at, and so on, because it's not just working off of what it's reading through the system on the car itself. I assume it's also using some GPS, and it knows exactly where it is as far as that goes as well. That's where the mapping comes in. Am I right? That's exactly right. Now you're touching on what I do. So okay. Super Cruise relies on what we call sensor fusion, and it uses the, the real-time cameras, the, the radars. It also uses the precise GPS, and it uses the driver attention system to make sure you're paying attention. But it uses these things that we call precision maps. Okay. And these precise maps are built by LIDAR scanning the roads okay. and verifying that the roads, you know, all the lines on the roads exactly where they're supposed to take these LiDAR scans and we process in the maps. And these are sometimes called high-definition maps in the industry. And we keep these maps fresh and updated. We work through with a partner called Usher who goes and LiDAR scan, and then the maps are created and we process the data and OTA it over the air, update it okay. to the vehicle. That was my next question. So you, you're pushing that back out to the vehicle. Here's a question I have for you. Do the owners know that, or does it just happen simultaneously? No, this happens totally in the background. Okay. We keep the maps fresh and current. You get many updates per year about the maps. We started off with quarterly map updates. We've been improving this throughout the life of Super Cruise, and now you will tend to get updates almost every month of the map. And this happens in the background. Okay. You'll never know what's happening, and we keep the maps just as fresh as we possibly can. Awesome. Again, all, again, I'm not trying to, to sell any of you or give you a pitch by any means, but it is a very cool system. The first one I ever drove was on a Cadillac Escalade. I liked it enough that when I ordered my new Chevy Bolt, Dave, I, I had the previous generation, but when I was able to order the launch edition that had Super Cruise with it, I did. Uh, after driving a couple of Cadillacs with it, I made a believer in me. Okay, dumb question on my part. And if you want to answer this, fine. If not, that's fine as well. Cadillac gives you the ability to flip the turn signal on momentarily, and it will change lanes for you. My Bolt will not. Is that a feature that you will push out to all cars, or is that going to be vehicle-specific? So it becomes platform-specific. Platform, we actually okay. have two different Super Cruise platforms. We have the original platform, uh, and then we have what we call our VIP platform, which is vehicle integration platform. And that's the newer generation of Super Cruise. So all of the VIP-based Super Cruises have the ability to do lane change on demand and automatic passing of slower vehicles. Okay. But unfortunately, the, the original generation of Super Cruise, what we call our Global A version of Super Cruise, which is on the Bolt EUV, okay. uh, does not have that ability. Okay. And um, the Bolt EUV and that generation vehicle... But you, not this big expansion. You you said you, you, bro you broke up during that last part, Dave. So will the Bolt sure. ever have it, or is it is it going to be optional, or how? Yeah, that's the part you broke up on. Explain that one one more time. Oh, sorry. So the uh, the expansion to non divided roads will only work on the VIP platform vehicles. Okay. So the Bolt will not get non divided roads. Okay, got it. Makes total sense. So the Bolt will be limited to divided roads. Okay. Makes sense. And I, and thank you for straightening that out. I did not realize there were two different versions of that, and um, I'm, I'm glad you explained that. That helps me out even on my Saturday program, so I appreciate that. Uh, no worries. Thank you very much. All right, so folks, and again, it's it's available. You can see it on the on the GM lineups that are out there. A lot of the trucks now have it. it, it Dave, it's pretty much, I believe, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but every line in GM has it. It's just a matter of which version it is, correct? Yeah, so right now, uh, by the end of this calendar year, we're going to have it on approximately 12 vehicles. Okay. And then the big exciting news is by the end of next year, we're going to have it on 22 vehicles. Okay. So it's rolling out as quickly as we can on many different platforms. Awesome. Dave, thank you very much. It's been a joy meeting you and learning more about it. I appreciate it, sir. You're very welcome. Thank you so you much, bet. Have a great afternoon and evening. And, again, that was Dave Craig. He is Super Cruise Mapping Specialist, and I learned some things there. I didn't know there was two different versions of that, so I appreciate him 
straightening that out. Golden Eagle Financial is up next. Al Smith wants to help you with your financial future, and it's an easy phone call, 303-744-1128. And I say this all the time, if you've not heard from your planner or the person that you even have bought some of the products that you own through, uh, including even your IRA and things like that. If you don't hear from that person on a regular basis, uh, you know what? You need to drop them and call Al today, klzradio.com. A trustworthy advisor who is well-equipped to manage your assets before and after your retirement is essential in ensuring the longevity of your nest egg. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial has a fiduciary duty to act in your best interests, so he cannot allow his own motives to interfere with the satisfactory fulfillment of that duty. Al knows the stress of planning for retirement and the worry that comes along with the proper allocation of your wealth. Giving you affirmation is one of his top priorities when working with something as valuable as assets that in most cases took a lifetime to accumulate. So when you place a portion of your assets under management with Al Smith, you'll know your money is positioned well. Al Smith makes you feel safeguarded from potential situations that could affect your financial health regardless of your retirement status. Make an appointment with Al Smith now. Visit klzradio.com slash money or call Al Smith at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. All right, Extreme Auto Repair. We were just talking about vehicles. Keep them up, maintained, saves you money at the pump, and Extreme can work on any vehicle that you're driving literally. klzradio.com, 303-841-1071. Thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. No more hopping from one mechanic to another, trying to find a solution for your vehicle's persistent issue. Extreme Auto Repair has a reputation for fixing problems quickly. You bring your Nissan to the dealer because of a rattling noise, they charge you $4,000. You still hear the noise. You bring the same vehicle to Extreme Auto Repair in Parker, where Sean and his team quickly discover a broken bolt in the subframe. A known Nissan failure they've seen many times before. Real stories like this one earn Extreme Auto Repair customers for life. As one woman exclaims in a recent five-star review, thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. The factory-trained technicians at Extreme Auto Repair stay up to date with the manufacturer data for your vehicle's specific make and model for quick and experienced problems. Solving. Fill out the contract form now at klzradio.com slash extreme. All right, KNR Home Transitions, and it's knrhometransitions.com or klzradio.com. Easy phone call to Catherine and Robin. The ladies would love to help you with any real estate transaction you have, buying, selling, or just adding to what you have, 720-437-8210. Renting is not an investment. Catherine and Robin, co-founders of K&R Home Transitions, want you to focus on building your wealth through a home purchase. By continuing to rent from others, you're robbing yourself of an investment that gives you potential to grow your wealth. Equity is capital in your home, and you can build that equity up over time. You want to increase your financial worth, so why not also do that with your home too? With help from K&R Home Transitions, you can learn how to climb the property ladder to turn a profit. Once you're invested, you can use your equity to keep moving upward with help from Catherine and Robin at K&R Home Transitions. Get ideas that build the financial momentum of your home investment with experts like Catherine and Robin. So kick off your journey and start building your wealth wisely with K&R Home Transitions. Visit klzradio.com home to invest in your home. You're listening to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Speaking of General Motors, and we'll get into a little bit of electric vehicle talk and things along those lines. Joe actually sent me an article yesterday. I'd heard about this. Also, Charlie sent me the same thing. So those of you, and a few of you do, a few of you are listening to me, own a Chevy Bolt. That's not the Volt with a V like Victor, but Bolt, as in B, boy, B-O-L-T. And for those of you that still own one, General Motors is offering you $6,000 if you promise not to sue over the battery fire recall issue. 6000 bucks. So for some of you that are driving one that may have not heard that yet, uh, you may be eligible for that. So that is something to think about. And I don't think it's 
don't think it would be wrong for me to say that. Some of you that own Chevy Bolts that are willing to buy another one, General Motors does have a program for you as well whereby you could take that vehicle, they will buy your current Bolt back, and you buy a new one. How do I know that? I did that. So it works. Been there, done that. Some of you listening have the car that I've had, have the first generation, and they will potentially do that. Now, there's some things with that that you have to, you know, some steps you have to go through and so on. If you want no more information on that, you're more than welcome to uh, email or text me and I'll walk you through how that works. But depending upon what you own, the mileage of the year of, they may very well uh, buy that back. And that's because of some of the battery issues that they had on the Bolt. Now, to my knowledge, that has been resolved now. And frankly, I never had any problems with the one that I had, but they was, was a potential for fire on those vehicles. And that's why they did their recall. In fact, didn't sell any of those vehicles for a very, uh, for a very, gosh, for a long time, about, I want to say four or five months, they didn't even sell one. So uh, they are back. They're selling them now. You're starting to see some of them. The EUV, by the way, the Bolt EUV looks different than the regular Bolt. It has, I believe, uh, I think it's got better lines. It looks a little larger, although interior-wise, it's not much larger. But it does appear larger on the outside. It has, a, I think, it has a better look to it on the outside than the original one does. And yes, so I actually am on my second one of those now. So uh, yeah, that's one of those things that you guys all know me. I've talked about it many times. I've owned a Bolt now for a while uh, since 2020. Actually, right before COVID is when I bought my first one. And I am now on number two because of the deal I made with General Motors. And no, I didn't get that deal because I'm a talk show host and on air talking about vehicles and so on. They've made this offer to others. In fact, I wasn't even the first one at my dealership to get offered that. It's something that they're offering to people that have those cars, period. So just side note, if you're a Bolt owner and you would like to take advantage of that, you can. And for a lot of you that want to keep your existing vehicle, you have the ability to do that and get $6,000 in return from General Motors as well. So there are also reports out there. This was actually a publicist that sent me this, but I thought, you know, I can talk about this on my own. I don't, I don't need an expert to come on and, and talk about this particular situation. The feds, we all know they're planning to install fast electric charge stations every 50 miles along major U.S. highways. So I've talked about this a little bit in the past. I've talked about it on the roundtable last week as well. But when they say fast charge, that is DC charging, direct current. Which, by the way, not every vehicle has. In some cases, it's an option to have DC charge. So that's something else when you're, if you're looking at or you ever do buy an EV vehicle, new or used, you would want to make sure, in my opinion, that it has the DC charge option because not all of them do. Now, if it's a vehicle that you just never plan on taking out of town, you're always going to be home at night. It's just a daily commuter. Well, it doesn't have DC charge. You're probably fine. But if you have, if you at some point in time down the road want to do any kind of you know, out-of-city driving and you want to take advantage of the fast chargers that are in now or will be going in, and yes, that's a whole other conversation about who's paying for it and so on that I'm not going to get into at this moment. And you all know me. No, I am not for taxpayers putting these in. Even though I own an electric vehicle, No. They should, they should go on their own. This should not be something that my tax dollars are buying, nor should they, the cars be subsidized, like as in this new bill that is trying to be passed through the Senate. I didn't look today to see where that's at, but no, they shouldn't be subsidized. If they sell on their own, they sell on their own. If they don't, they don't. I'm a guy, by the way, that would have bought one no, no matter what. I bought it to learn more about the vehicle, not because there was some subsidy on it. Mine doesn't have much subsidy if any, now, because once the manufacturers, Tesla, GM being the top two producers, once those credits are used up, there's really no credit left on those vehicles. Anyways, I think there's a little bit of state credit, but outside of that, there's no credit anyway. So bottom line, if you buy a Bolt or a Tesla, you're not really getting much in the way of an of a, uh, incentive tax-wise. But the White House is proposing $5 billion 
in federal funding to put these chargers in. And they are specifically targeting some of the more geographically rugged areas of the country, Montana, Colorado, Utah, and New Mexico. You might ask why. Well, because if they're going to push EVs, you have to have the ability to, quote-unquote, fill them up, or you're not going to be able to take a trip. So that six, that 5 or $6 billion in federal funding is going to go towards some of those areas. In this press release, it says it raises some questions. Is it realistic? How soon can it happen? What are the challenges? What would be the logistics? Um, depends. What I, what I mean by that is depends on how they do the install of these. You're seeing charge stations going all over right now to where it's not even on the grid. They're running the charge stations off of a diesel-powered generator that's then powering the charge stations. I've not seen too much in the way of solar when it comes to these. Why? Because it's not dependable. So you're not going to see an, along the side of the road, uh, you know, a charge station runoff solar. It's just not going to happen. It's not dependable, which tells you something right there. So they're either going to have to hook into the grid to make these function, or they have to run them off of some sort of a generator. Again, the fast chargers, I want to make sure I'm not a electrical engineer. And if somebody wants to call in and do a better job of explaining this, you know, it's wide open, 303-477-5600. But DC charge stations are different than AC charge stations. You guys all know the difference between, or you should, between AC and DC. DC is what's on your car, 12-volt DC. It's a flashlight battery. It's a car. It's your cell phone. Cell phone is DC. Direct current. AC is alternating current. Our grid, and years and years ago, there was a big debate on what we were going to use as a country, DC or AC, AC1. We have AC current that runs across our, our power grid and our transmission lines. That's all AC all around our country. In fact, as far as I know, around the world. There might be some countries someplace running on DC, but I don't know of any. I've never been to one. And I've been a lot of places, but I've never been in an area where it was DC. Everything is AC around the world. Now, some run on 240 volt, 220 volt. We run on 120, but that varies in different parts of the world. Point being, charge stations aren't cheap. To convert, think about this, to convert from that AC, if, even if they're able to get into the grid, there's a you know, power line and there's, there's you know, transmission to an area that they're trying to run a charge station in. They still have to convert from AC to DC. That's a, and you see these, by the way. And this is another, I should have mentioned this the other day. There's a lot of memes and pictures on social media that make a DC charge station look like it's being powered off of a diesel generator. It's not. It's just the configuration of what they have to do to take things from AC to DC to then charge the car direct and get a fast charge out of it. And it's, by the way, this is not a small endeavor. If they put in eight fast charge pumps, I guess you could say, or stations, the physical footprint of what they have to put in to make that happen is probably going to be a mm, 20 by 30 area feet, 20, 20 feet by 30 feet area, maybe a little larger for the bank of transformers. I guess that's what you would call that. I mean, they're basically transforming it from AC to DC to then go out to the charge station to then charge your car on DC. They're converting the you know they're converting the, the the electricity. Think of it that way. They're literally converting it from AC to DC. I don't know a good way to explain that in you know layman's terms. It's just two completely different way of, of ways of delivering electricity to the car and for a lot of folks and they may not know this but every ev has its own converter that's probably what the word i should be using there's converters there that are converting from ac to dc every ev has a converter on it built in how do i know that because if you're charging out of the wall with ac which they all do that's how that's at that's how at home chargers work whether you're running it off of 240 volt or the 120 volt that you plug into a regular household outlet, 
It's taking that AC current and converting it into DC. That's why you get a much faster charge using the 240-volt 40 or 50-amp outlet than you do a regular you know, 20-amp 110, 120 outlet. The car itself is converting that AC current coming into DC to then charge those batteries. For example, in my Chevy Bolt. If I just plug into the wall and I use my regular charger and I'm, say I'm down 100 miles, so I, maybe I started the day with 250, I have 150. For me to get that 150 back would, would literally take a day or longer of, plugged, of being plugged into the regular wall. You know, wall charger. If I go to my, I call it a fast charger. I know it's not exactly a fast charger, but I go to my 240 volt charger that's on my wall, I can get 50 miles in an hour. So I could literally get that 150 miles back in three hours. The other meme I hate that's running around, by the way, that conservatives, you know, you know jump onto, which I'm going to talk about this in a moment as well. There's some memes running around that show the actual cost of driving an EV. And by the way, all, the, all of them are wrong. I haven't seen one of the memes yet be right. They, they use some weird numbers for what you know kilowatt hours are actually costing and how long it actually takes to charge your vehicle, and it's totally wrong. And how do I know that? Because I own one, and it's completely wrong. And those are the things that bother me, because when conservatives jump onto things that they don't have full understanding of, and they say, yeah, 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 that's why I'll never own an EV, you sound like a moron. And the other side is looking at us like morons. So unless you know that those figures are correct in the meme, don't like it and sign on and even comment, because chances are the meme is wrong. I always wonder, too, is the meme created by a conservative person or a liberal person? And you never know. Sometimes I think a liberal might throw that out there to see how many conservatives will bite on it and how dumb will we look at the end of the day. Because some of these memes are so far off, they're not even close. I mean, literally not even close. I wish I, I should have copied one out and had it for you. But bottom line is, unless you know that the meme is correct, don't sign on to it. Don't like it. Don't share it. Don't forward it. Don't comment on it unless you know that it's wrong and you're correcting it. Then you can comment all day long. But if it's not accurate and you can't prove that it's accurate, don't sign on to it. Don't like it. That's my point. Back to this whole you know, converting it from AC to DC and how these fast chargers are going to work. And again, I was going to have somebody join us, but I knew I could answer this one on my own. How soon can it happen? It takes dollars and logistics. And the challenges that I see are it's going to be very, very, very expensive to put these in remote areas where there's no current, you know, 240-volt transmission line coming in. If they have to put a generator, standalone generator, operated off of natural gas, diesel, something along those lines, or even propane, uh, they have to do that at every one of these stations to make that happen. That's very expensive, and it's very expensive to maintain. That's the other thing that never gets talked about from the government. Who's maintaining these? Who owns them? Who maintains them? Right now, in gas stations, we know how that works. Either an owner-operator owns it, a company owns it. Sometimes individuals can own five or six of them themselves. Small corporations can own up to 20, 30 of them. Or big corporations like Shell, Philips, Exxon might own thousands across the country. Reality is they're all owned by someone. The government doesn't own a filling station. A corporation typically does. Even if it's a small person, it's still a small corporation. Very, very few sole proprietors left owning gas stations. Just in case anybody knew, wanted to know. Bottom line, though, they're all privately owned. That's probably the best way for me to say it. They're all privately owned. Which means they're all privately maintained. That person that owns that gas station operates and handles the pumps and the maintenance of and the inspections of, and they have to put filters on them, and there's all sorts of things that happen to make sure that that filling station operates daily. Attendants have to be there, on and on we go. I've often wondered, how is this going to work if the government, I can already tell you how it's going to work, if the government owns all of the charge stations, it will be disastrous. The majority of them won't work. When you go to pull up to one, they won't be operable. Something will be broken. 
I'll be able to go down the list of things that will be happening on these things if government owns them versus the private sector. Got a call coming in. I want to give that plenty of time. We're at a break point anyway. So, guys, hang tight. American National Insurance is coming up next. And Paul Lewinberger would love to help you with all of your insurance needs. And it's an easy phone call. He's my agent. He would love to talk to you. 303-662-0789. And please be sure to tell him that you heard him here. Every time you use insurance, it costs you down the road. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance rewards you when you make responsible decisions. When times get tough, the first thing people want to do is cut their coverage. Cut back too much and it'll cost you more than you thought you were saving. Paul Lewinberger's rebate program incentivizes you to delay gratification. When you don't make a claim for three years, you'll get a rebate. He'll make sure you're properly covered so that when you need to make a claim, you'll have what you need to be made financially whole again. When you're reliable, Paul Lewinberger gives you some money back. When you're facing economic hardship or otherwise, get properly insured with Paul. You'll get a return on the money you invested in your financial stability. Work with Paul Lewinberger. Call 303-662-0789. Call Paul at 303-662-0789 for home and auto insurances that save you down the road. Hey, I... I did not time this this way, but I just got a text message in from a good friend of mine that just said they got done meeting with Michael Bailey. There are some things they needed to do in their family for one of the elderly parents that they have and said, great guy, very helpful and very kind to my 90-year-old mom. What else can I say about Michael Bailey? There's your answer, folks. Give him a call today. Anything you need when it comes to estate planning, 720-394-6887. Follow the Michael Bailey philosophy to enjoy this day. Do the thing you don't want to do first. Every day, Michael does whatever he doesn't want to do first. Then he no longer has to do it. Michael enjoys his days. Right now, you can enjoy the rest of your day by calling Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner. Then you will no longer need to think about what will happen to your stuff after you die. So go ahead. Enjoy your day. Call KLZ's mobile estate planner, Michael Bailey, right now. Does your life seem hectic? Do you live paycheck to paycheck? Do you have trouble achieving your goals? John Rush can help you get your personal affairs in order by using his 40 years of knowledge and experience in the business, nonprofit, and coaching worlds. Your business or career is an extension of your daily life, and without success in your daily life, you can't make lasting improvements to your business, your nonprofit, or your career. Get your personal and or professional life dialed in with guidance from John Rush, who is a small business owner and business slash life consultant. This unique offering gives you the chance to learn inside secrets of executive functioning directly from a successful professional and thought leader. The help you will gain in the planning of your personal affairs from John Rush is invaluable, especially if you own your own business. Remember, your business is an extension of you. Email John now to learn how he can help you. John at RushMediaInc.com. That's John at RushMediaInc.com. Get your life back today. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Teresa at the Campion Church said, I have worked with this company for nine years. They are some of the best people to work with. When I call for service on our copier, they are always looking to get there as soon as they can. One time I had a deadline and my copier was down. I called them up to see if I could use a copier in their office and they said, come right on over. Duke has personally come and delivered a copier for our use for a few weeks to make high-speed copies. I have enjoyed working with BES and would definitely recommend them. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or need service on equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Mike and Aurora, what's going on? Yeah, John, you talk about EVs. I was wondering if you could explain uh, a little bit how they implement air conditioning and heating and which takes the most energy. Hmm. Heat's probably electric, isn't it? Well, let me think about that for a second. So the way 
because the batteries automatically generate heat. So the way I've understood it is when you first get in the vehicle or you precondition it, even so like me, I've got an app. I can precondition the car if I'm up in the studio and it's zero outside. I can precondition the car, hop into a warm car, and away you go. And typically it's preconditioned with an electric heater on the car. But once it starts moving, Mike, the battery itself creates enough heat to where that's where the majority of that heat is coming from the AC side of it. That's just an electric air conditioning unit. It has like like any other AC unit, just runs electrically. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So so yeah. you know, th- think about how your house AC works. They've just miniaturized that and done it on you know an R. I got to see what Freon they are, but I think they're running one, two, three, four uh, YF in it, I believe. But it's it's electric. It's running off of electricity versus a compressor that's driven by a belt. So just kind of like. Uh, uh, ultra-small refrigerator. Correct, correct. And I'm uh-huh. guessing that my, my gut feeling is just from, uh, you know, here's what's hard to tell. And I'm just be frank with everybody because I own one and I drive one. Here's where it's really hard to tell which one takes more power. Uh, the AC definitely takes power, although you lose so much longevity in the battery in the wintertime because of how cold it is outside. In fact, Tesla does a little bit better on their range because they have a way of keeping the battery warmer and giving it an ability to actually live in a little bit warmer, you know, environment, if you would, quote unquote, than some of the other manufacturers do. That's why there's a li- little less differential in the cold weather versus warm weather range on a Tesla versus some of the other makes and models that are out there. So what's really hard for me to tell, Mike, is does my AC suck more down or does the heat suck more down? Because in the winter, I'm losing 30% right off the top anyways. Mm, yeah, that's probably that's what's uh, so hard for me to tell. I mean, you know, which way am I losing more? I mean, I don't know because in the winter time, when the temp drops down below, gosh, Mike, even below forty, I- I'm already down. You, know, I can normally this time of the year be about two seventy on a full charge, two hundred seventy miles. Winter time, I'm doing good to start out above two hundred. Uh, do the batteries? Uh, I think. I'm getting a different formula than, uh, you know, like your phone, lithium-ion batteries. Uh, each manufacturer does things a little differently. In fact, it's an, it's an interesting thing to go out and, for any of you that are interested, just go look it up. You know, Tesla uses a bunch, thousands of little, just bigger than a little AA battery. That's kind of how their cell technology works. Other manufacturers have done the same. General Motors uses sort of a... A, think of it as a cell technology or a pod where it's more of a liquid-type battery that is kind of put in series next to one another. And frankly, that's why they've had a little more issue fire-wise than some of the others because as those cells change and their shape can even change, GMs had to figure out a way to make that work where they don't catch fire. That was the problem some of the bolts had. Uh, so, again, every manufacturer does that a little bit differently, which one works the best. Um you know, a battery is a battery. I, you know, again, Mike, until they further that that technology along and they've got the ability to store more in less space, it, it is what it is. They're all in the same boat as far as that's concerned. Yeah, yeah, that's the weakest link. In it is. TV. I mean, the only reason why some get higher range than others, they've got more battery capacity, more storage space, if you would. I mean, if you think about a Tesla and how large one of their cars is versus my Bolt, well, yeah, that's why the Tesla can get more range. It just strictly has more battery. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's what they do with, um, I think, like the Silverado EV. Correct. They have different trim levels, Correct. different uh, mileage. Correct. All and now all they're doing is, that is putting, and some vehicles like the Leaf, you even get an option of how big a battery you want in the first place. Hmm. It'd be interesting if you could go back later and swap it out for a different one. Yeah, I'm guessing that's intricate, so I doubt it. Oops, sorry. And Joe, I apologize. Hey, Mike, I'm going to let you go. Uh, okay. Joe, you're next. Uh, I just hung up, Joe. My bad. Joe, if you're listening, call me back really quick. Let's do this. I'll take my last break. We'll get Joe back on. Joe, call me back. I'll get you right on. I apologize. I clicked two buttons at once. I didn't mean to. Roofmax is next. Dave Hart. All your roofing needs, replacement, fixing, extending, you name it. Dave can do it all. 303-710-6916. You can also find Dave at RushToReason.com. When you replace your roof now, you're getting less and paying more. 
Instead of replacing your roof, get it rejuvenated with Dave Hart from RoofMax. Shingles made 15 years ago were thicker and tougher than what's on the market today. Quality materials has gone down, meaning you consistently pay more for the bare minimum. The existing material quality of your roof is probably better now than what you could get on a reasonable budget brand new. Get more life out of your roof with RoofMax. Maintain the longevity of your roof with the patented resin treatment from RoofMax so you can pay less over time. The expert installation of the RoofMax treatment adds a minimum of five guaranteed years to your roof, giving you more time with the investment you already made buying the house in the first place. Call Dave Hart with RoofMax at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. The only recommended roof rejuvenation on KLZ 560 AM. This isn't Rage Radio. This is real, relatable radio. Back to Rush to Reason. Hey, Joe, sorry, are you back with us now? I'm back, and I can answer your previous caller's question, sure. and I can answer the, your, the question, too. Uh, to put this in, in perspective, the typical 5,000 BTU uh, bedroom window unit, which is almost a half ton, only draws 500 watts. Uh, by comparison, a hairdryer that your wife uses uses between 1,500 and 2,000 watts. Now, uh, I don't believe the AC unit in a car comes anywhere close no. to... No, a not five, even close. Uh, you know, I'm guessing it's it's maybe 1,500 BTUs, maybe 2,000, but certainly not. I mean, because a 5,000 BTU window unit is going to cool a, what, 160-square-foot room? Easy or more. Easy. So, uh, again, 500 watts for 5,000 BTUs, uh, and do you think the electric heater in the car is at least as powerful as your wife's hair dryer? Uh, pr- yeah, or more. Or more. So, you know, you're looking at... That's a t- you know, and that's one I've never really studied. And again, because for me, just the time of the year I'm using it, it really is hard to tell anyways because of how much battery degradation you get in the wintertime anyways. Do you get, you know, if you're traveling on a flat road, do you have any sort of instrumentation that would show you your power consumption yeah. while you were cruising then versus turning on the heat? And it'd be interesting. To yeah, see. and I could try that. I mean, it's one of those things I just really, honestly, I haven't tested. I could do that. In fact, I will try to do that here uh, I mean, I'm not using the, the AC or the... I'm not using the heat right now. I could look at the AC and test it. Yeah, I could do some testing on that and see. I don't know if it's that precise, but I'll look and see, Joe. But again, a rough rule... But again, Joe, I think we're talking at probably less than 300 watts to run your AC. And by the way, and that that room air conditioner, that is not only doing the compressor and the internal VAT fan, it's also powering an external condenser fan, right. which you don't have in your car. Correct. The, the car does not use a condenser fan. Well, AC. actually it does. There's a separate fan? There will be on that one, because if you think about an EV, there's no air movement through the front. They seal all of that up. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't so, know So, yes, they would have to have a fan to run the air okay. through that, yes. And, and well, even then, some, by the way, even some, this is something most people don't know, but when you leave your car and you hear that electric fan running, that's why it was running, Joe. Uh, to cool down the engine or cool down the AC? Both. Okay. But, again, John, even if it's, you know, Three two thousand three thousand watts. You're talking a you know you're talking three hundred watts. And for people who don't know, a hundred you know that's three one hundred watt light bulbs. Right. Three and you couldn't heat your car with three one hundred watt light bulbs if right. you had them lit in the back seat. Right. So so clearly your electric heater when it's cold outside is going to draw five six seven times the amount of power yep. that the AC. Agree. Agree. And 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 you and you bring up a great point. Since I have one, I will do some. Real-world testing, and I will let you guys know. How's that sound? Sounds great. All right, Joe, thanks, as always. I appreciate it very much. Uh, Bob, i got like 10 seconds. I'll do the best I can. Otherwise, I can take you next hour. Go ahead. Oh, this is Bob from Thornton. Hey, uh, John, remember when you and I bought our Chevy SSs? Yes. In the option, in the option column, and we, we got a, a fuel guzzler charge? Yes. Okay. On EV, don't you think there should be some kind of a charge for road tax? Oh, yeah, there should be. No, in fact, you know what? Bob, hold that thought. I'm going to come back to some of that. i got a guest at the top of the hour talking about budgets and the bill that's going through the Senate and all of that and the economy in general. I'm, I'll, you know what? I'm going to go to that, Bob, in the next hour. So stay tuned. We'll be back. Hour three is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.